Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Do you ever feel scared or fearful of putting yourself out there? One of the biggest blocks that I've noticed salon owners struggle with when it comes to social media is the fear of being seen and judged online. Now, these fears can subconsciously control how we act throughout the day, how we do things, why we do things, even how we act towards our team. And we probably don't even notice it's happening. Today, I'm speaking with Louise Blakely, a good friend of mine who's both an expert on digital marketing and neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. So if you ever wish that you could become more self-aware and really grow to understand why you often act the way you do and how these subconscious behaviors are actually affecting you and your business, and in particular, your social and digital marketing. Tune in to hear all the secrets. Hi, Louise. Thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Really happy to have you here. It's a pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Larissa. Do you know I'm actually having you back? Yes. Been here before. All right. So for those that don't know Louise, Louise, tell us, where are you in the world? What are you doing? How did you get to be doing it? Okay. So I am Louise Blakely. I am based in Brisbane, Australia. And I am first and foremost a digital marketing strategist. So I run my own business called Hooked on Marketing, where I help small business owners and entrepreneurs really scale up their business with digital marketing strategies and tactics. And that is where my background largely lies. But over the years of working with multiple clients from a CEO running a multi-million dollar business with um, investment funds and a board with all that pressure to small business owners just really getting out of their own way and being able to market their business effectively. I noticed that there is something big in marketing that is holding people back and that is what is going on between their ears. So I developed a little bit of a um, passion for what I like to call a marketing mindset which is helping people actually step into who they need to become on a personal level in order to be a really effective marketer and not be held back by these little things that are currently stopping us. So I actually um, accidentally stumbled upon the world of NLP. One of my clients, I was doing the digital marketing for a long-time client who is actually an expert in this field um, and they now train people to become NLP practitioners and I actually ended up doing their um, NLP practitioner training because I was so interested in the little snippets I got from doing their marketing. Um, it's really amazing stuff and um, just really blew my mind and I wanted to start learning about it and sharing with it. So that's kind of how I came to talk about marketing mindset. Which is exactly why I wanted to have you on the podcast because I too uh, because I teach marketing and digital marketing in my program. And in fact, you've come and done a couple of masterclasses inside of my program, uh, which I was really pleased to have. But I too come across this 
sort of um, mental block of why people can't do things or won't do things, particularly in the social media space, mm. because we have to show up and put ourselves out there to be seen and to be judged. And it's so easy to put up a lot of reasons of why we can't do things or can't see the woods or the trees, maybe uh, getting out of our own heads. So I was really keen for you to come and share how can we get out of our own head and get out of our own way so we can market our businesses better? Yeah, and often it shows up in ways like fear of putting your face online um, to the point where you just don't do it rather than having the kind of guts to push through it. Um, it can show up as procrastination big time, so this is a big one. Um, it can also show up as kind of like an income plateau, like I'm only meant to make like six figures a year or something like that so how can you change your mindset so that you can move from being that person who's decided their destiny in life is just to make six figures to actually saying no I want to go to the next level how can I get there like how can I change my mindset to become that person yeah for sure okay you're going to share with us a couple of tips around that that we can take back into the salon straight away and make a little shift in our mind so what would be the biggest thing that we need to think about? One of the things that I want people to be aware of is that most of our behaviours come from the unconscious mind. Okay, so we have essentially been programmed um, from birth until seven years of age and a lot of our behaviours and how we react to the world and our habits come from that period of time. Okay, so it's actually not your fault. It's not your parents' fault either. They were doing, a part of this mindset is believing that everyone is doing the best they can with what they've got, no matter what stage they're at. And no doubt you are doing the best you can right now where you are in your business with what you've got. But if you are stuck by some of these unconscious behaviours, then there is actually something you can do about it. And that's where um, the tools and resources that are available in NLP can actually help. Um, so 95% of our behaviours throughout our day are governed. Like we don't even know we're doing them. So an example of that is um, this actually happens to me quite a lot is you're driving home and then all of a sudden you're kind of pulling up in your driveway and you're like, how did I even get here? You know, it's that autopilot um, you're, something inside of you just knows the way, but you're not actually consciously thinking like you're totally daydreaming or in another space, you know, and then all of a sudden you're at home. Um, or in my case, you're all of a sudden you're somewhere else that you weren't necessarily going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's something you're like, driving you there. How did I get here? <laughs> yeah. Um, another one, if you're like trying to lose weight or something like that could be like, you could be halfway through a, a um, carton of ice cream or tub of ice cream before you even realise that you got it out of the fridge. Like it's just so ingrained in you that after tea you grab something sweet and you sit down on the couch and start eating ice cream. Like you're not consciously saying, I'm going to have ice cream now. It kind of happens even before that. Um, and another one is if you're managing staff is that you can react and possibly react in a way that you wouldn't if you had more time to think about it. If you found out a staff member did something that you were angry about or another good example of this is maybe your child really annoyed you and you just flew off the handle kind of thing like 
if your conscious mind had time to actually think about this, then you wouldn't have reacted that way. So it's kind of like your natural reaction to things and how you're programmed to react to different situations. And the good news is, is that you can totally change this. But I think the first step is to really become aware of how you are letting those um, little tendencies, what impact they're actually having on your life, because they could be huge in the way you run your business, but also your personal life. So I think that's, that's really interesting to me. And I guess the first step, like you say, is to become aware of that and to step, I kind of see it as stepping out of your own goldfish bowl, stepping out of your own head and observing yourself a little bit as the third person. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, totally. Like yeah. a really good technique that you can actually use to identify some of the stuff is journaling. Like, so just by writing down today this happened and I responded by doing this and I was really not happy. But then if you ask yourself, why did you act like that? And over time, the more you do this kind of stuff, you're going to become more um, aware basically of what may have caused this. And it's a journey over a long period of time. So what you may be open to acknowledging right now today is not what you will maybe acknowledge in a year or two because it's like layers. It's like peeling the onion back. But you can have limiting beliefs. So that is a big um, thing that I want people to be aware of as well. That can um, be part of, like I'm sure you've all heard the term limiting beliefs, like it is thrown around quite a lot in the online space especially, but um, it actually comes from NLP. So um, in NLP, one of the tools that we can do is a limiting belief change, which is essentially stripping out the old belief and replacing it with what we want to take its place. And these limiting beliefs are things like, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, people don't like me, all of those kind of things that can kind of pop up. So maybe if you're going to... Um, be present as a salon owner and start posting on Instagram stories and putting your face on the camera or even just like showcasing your salon, which is like your baby, but there's this thing in your head saying, don't do it, people don't want to hear from you. That is based on a limiting belief that has been conditioned and programmed, as I said, back, way back to childhood. Mm. I, what I really like is this belief or this understanding that um, you know, don't believe everything that you believe, or um, I'm sure there's other sayings of that, but this concept that you can uh, remove a belief, a bit like removing a hard drive out of a computer and install a new one. Like, that's really refreshing to me. I think, oh, thank God for that. Like, if I have a belief that's holding me back or it doesn't serve me or I don't like it, first I've got to recognise that I have it and that I don't like it, but actually I can change it. Yeah, so my... Um, Empowering. Yeah, totally. My trainer, Dr. Amanda Fu-Ryland, who I did my NLP training with through Your Life Live It, she has a really great analogy to describe NLP, and it's literally um, looking at your smartphone and the apps on your smartphone and deleting the ones that aren't serving you and reinstalling the apps that are going to change your life. And I think that's an amazing way to describe NLP because that's exactly what it is. We can rewire our brain. So just because you may have this now, become aware of it and then start to change it. So can we talk about this uh, concept of be, do, have and the difference of have, do, be or this, you know, which is kind of 
what we're talking about, right? We can we can be something different than we are now. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so the be, do, have model is um, has been around for quite a while, and it's like, I love it. It's actually the first thing that I heard my clients talk about that really kind of um, made my ears prick up about this whole concept because I just thought it was such a cool reframe of how to look at the world and how to act and how to step into your role in the world. So um, it's basically about most people live their life thinking once they have the thing, once they have, like in a salon context, for example, once they have the multi-million dollar salon, then they can have the flash holiday house, the big mansion, the flash cars or whatever, and then they can act like that person who deserves all of that because they already have it. But this is actually the wrong way around because from where you are right now today to actually step in to that, the person that has the ability to generate that type of success, it just it doesn't happen because right now you're not acting like that person that's capable of achieving that success. So instead you've got to become that person first so that then you do the activities that are going to get you to that level and then you will have the things that you've always dreamed of so it's like a total flip around of how most people approach success leadership or any of that stuff which totally makes sense to me because if you wait until you have the perfect staff members uh, or you wait till you have um, you know the latest design inside of the cell, the perfect looking salon or if you constantly wait until you have these things you're just sitting in limbo doing nothing and waiting for it to fall on your lap magically maybe we manifest it just magically to pop out of thin air <laughs> <laughs> uh, instead of actually being that person and doing the actions that are going to allow us and lead us to what's going to lead us and allow us to have the perfect team is to be the perfect boss or the perfect CEO or to, you know, behave in a way that awesome team members would want to come and be with you. Yeah, and the fair? thing is, there is always going to be bad things, roadblocks, obstacles happening in business. As you grow a business, it's, you can never totally eliminate that, but it's becoming the person who reacts to those things with a really positive frame of mind that can move through them much faster and with less stress, less mistakes, less kind of veering off the path too far. Um, whereas if you really let that stuff get you down, you know, you've got the mindset of my team are like really frustrating me, they're not the right people, um, that kind of thing, then you're going to get stuck in that kind of perpetual cycle so then you can't actually physically move to that next stage because you're always kind of focusing on what's wrong rather than what's right. And it's interesting that you bring up the manifestation thing because manifestation is actually getting into the V anyway because mm -hmm. that's what manifesting is. Like you have to believe it to become it. So okay, it's so very similar. So let's separate manifestation from just wishing and hoping because yeah. they're two different things. Yeah, exactly. And manifesting does not work without action. You know, so you have to step into that vibe of being that person, that CEO, that leader, um, that person with a really successful salon and a really successful team in order to then take the steps, which is the action part, which is the being. And then from that action becomes the, the have. The have. Yeah. 
<laughs> right, so maybe I will go and test drive that BMW this weekend after all. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How, exactly. How can we become more aware? Like one of the things is, uh, as you started off, was that we are uh, less conscious or less aware of the behaviours and and uh, the actions that we're doing. How can we have greater awareness of, um, well, of be do so we can be do have. I think it's just to start off with at the very basic level. It's starting to like really question yourself and why you do things in certain ways and if you did fly off the handle at a staff member or you know give them the silent treatment for a day or something like that like really dig into why you're doing that and is it serving you or them um because another really great concept in NLP is that there is no reality so um how you see something is not how they mm. see something because they've been programmed. It sounds very computer-like, <laughs> like we're all little robots, but, you know, like their staff members had a totally different life experience than you. So how they are perceiving something is different to yours. So you're literally mm. in the same situation, but your realities are different. I agree. So thinking from that point of view, like how is, your, is the way that you're reacting really helping or is it actually just you expressing your emotions and letting your emotions take control? So I think self-awareness, just becoming aware of it and questioning yourself, and the more you do this, the better you're going to get at it, and then you're going to start realising, I I reacted like that because this happened to me when I was in my teenage years, something like that. Like It, it can get pretty deep, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, you know, like identifying ways that you're doubting yourself Maybe you start to realise, like with the income plateau thing, that actually my whole life growing up I got told that I was never going to amount to anything because I wasn't good at school. You know, like stuff like that, all of the things that we get told when we're growing up impacts us, even if we don't think so at the time. Yeah, for sure. I fully believe that. And some of these things that you cannot even be aware of because it was just the culture of your family like yeah. the, the flying off the handle thing or yeah. or reacting, snapping, let's say, that might be something that happened just as an everyday fact uh, in your family and so you don't see anything wrong with it and it's not until you get out into the big wide world that you realise that actually most people don't react kindly to that. What worked inside your family might not work out there in the world and then you wonder why you're having, you know, um, bad experiences, you're not getting, getting where you want. So, um, yeah. I think yeah, really, it's really like that reality thing, like, well, what's normal for you isn't normal for other people. Yeah. yeah. And just because it's normal for you doesn't mean it works either or it's effective. Yes. So especially <laughs> when you're leading a team and you're stepping into that role of CEO within your own business, um, it's really important to really dial in who you want to be and then you can start making the changes to get there. Um, so some of the things that you can do as well is that journaling, which I think is really important to kind of investigate this about yourself. Decide on who you want to be. Like, what is your vision for yourself? Who would you really love to step into if you didn't care what your friends and family thought who saw you posting on social media or maybe that bully from high school? Like, if they're not in your mind, because I find that a lot of marketing when people are putting out posts on social media, they're the people that they're thinking of 
not the people that actually need the, you know, great hairstyle or um, a bit of pampering, you know. So it's about identifying who am I actually thinking of, like you're sitting there about to maybe go on Instagram stories and maybe put your face on the video and you and really you feel that fear, right? That's quite normal, but why are you scared? And what are you scared of? And who are you scared is going? Who are you scared of that's going to see this? Or are you coming from a place of service? So I think that's really important to dig into that. But then you can go a step further. Once you've decided who you want to be, you can do all of the vision boarding and all of that kind of stuff, making it real in your mind. Okay, you can do meditations, guided visualizations. Positive affirmations is also a great one if you want to kind of change your neurology around who you um, think you are. So it could be around something like I am a successful salon owner who makes over a million dollars a year in her salon, you know, like stuff like that, and then repeat it multiple times a day so that you are strip it start to strip it out and weaken the um thoughts subconscious thoughts in your head like who do you think you are you're never going to make that much money yeah so i think it's really i think it's really powerful you said two things that really stand out to me first is coming away from a place of fear and stepping into serving and actually when you're about to do something if you're actually thinking about how you're helping and how the positive side and not focusing actually on is what's otherwise if you're not serving your clients then you're actually just being quite self-centered and worrying about me 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 everybody mm. looking at me and it's actually really I, I remember the day when I recognized that all this fear that I was having around putting myself out there was actually me just being really self-centered thinking that everybody was just looking at me and thinking about me and I realized that nobody's looking and thinking about me at all. I'm not that important. <laughs> Actually, if I put myself yeah. out there to help people, then I'm helping them and then they see me in a positive light helping them. And that's a much better way. And that really helped me get over being seen. And then the other one totally. was um, affirmations. That's worked super powerfully for me. For me, making up my own and repeating them to myself never worked because I'm not good at remembering. But I tell you one really powerful thing I did was I had um, – an affirmation on recording from somebody else who had done it specially it was about 30 minutes and I on advice from somebody listened to it uh, once or twice a day for 30 days straight and I reckon that was a turning point in my life because I literally reprogrammed new language into my brain yes. I wasn't strong enough to do it myself because I wouldn't believe me but I believed somebody else who told me just in my ears and so do you know what that was like a little life hack but it worked yeah exactly and you can change the like how your brain is wired through that consistent repetition so if you come up with some positive affirmations it is a good idea to find some maybe on the internet as well because they'll be more shorter and succinct than maybe you can come up with yourself but stick them on the mirror put them around the house because you do need to be reminded of them it's not something that you're automatically just going to start busting out, especially in that first week or so that you're doing it. So um, I think that's really important. And always just really self-evaluate, like, how can I step into the person that I want to be? Because we can change um, 
who we are and we actually need to as we go through growing a business from maybe you know the first few years we get to a level of success but what got us to that level of success is not going to get us any further so then we need to do something extra really step into our role so that's really important as well all right i love that we need to step into being the ceo that we're becoming but start behaving and acting like it today yeah so another really good thing that you can do with a self-awareness is actually hire a coach um who can help you work through all of this stuff because sometimes having a guide there is really powerful as i'm sure you know being a salon coach <laughs> and um it might mean also working with a professional to identify your limiting beliefs that are holding you back and actually eliminating them and as i mentioned with that limiting belief process actually replacing them with beliefs about yourself that you actually want because if you are trying to market a business but every time you want to go on instagram stories or maybe you're doing facebook live but you freeze and you don't put it out there then you're literally doing your business a disservice so if you want the business to work then um i think this stuff is really important to address and i think um uh working with somebody from outside your own goldfish bowl will help you catch the things that you don't, as you said, the subconscious, the things that you don't even know um, that are there. Mm. Like I caught myself last week, like I am trained as an NLP practitioner, right? And I caught myself last week sitting at my desk, growling at myself or eating something. <laughs> and I had this moment of realisation that, oh my God, this was so very deep in your subconscious that even after all of these years of personal development, you only caught yourself doing this now. So it's a never-ending journey. Mm. But when you have these breakthroughs, I think they're life-changing. Like they can literally change the whole way that you behave in the world. And actually, the moment I caught myself doing that, I was like, oh, my God, why are you being so mean to yourself? Mm. Like, why? And then I've probably been doing that my whole life. So it's interesting. And sometimes awareness is enough to make a change, right? Oh, totally. Like, I think that was a breakthrough for me because I became aware of something I didn't even know I was doing. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm aware and literally I don't think I've done it since. Yeah. So that's a breakthrough. For sure. All right. It's the simple stuff that um, makes the biggest impact, I think, in terms of breakthroughs. Now, Louise, you are a business owner growing your own business. So what is a quote or a mantra or something that you live by? that uh, that you can share share with us that maybe we can experience too okay so one that i really like and um ties in a lot with what we've just talked about is awareness is the greatest agent for change from Eckhart Tolle who is an amazing um author if you haven't read any of his books i highly recommend it um, so that's one I really like and I also really like having the be do have little mantra up my sleeve because I think it is a mantra to live by and whenever you're not, whenever you feel stuck or frustrated, it's just a good one to remind yourself of that is so self-explanatory. It's basically yeah. flipping the way that most people do things and stepping into that person first before you can do the things and then have the success. Yeah, I might actually write that on a post-it note and put it on my computer. 
<laughs> yeah. It's All right. Well, it's nice and short as well. For sure. All right. Um, what is a book, a resource, a podcast, or something that you can share with us that we must get our hands on? Okay, so a book that I really enjoyed reading myself was called um, The Four Agreements, and I don't have the author's name written down, but it's basically a really good, simple read about how to be a really decent person and how to move through fear and what fear really is. Um, so I'd definitely recommend that one. If you would like to learn more about rewiring your neurology so that um, you can live a better life, become a better person, have a more successful business, then I recommend any book by um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is um, pretty much leading in the field. In mod, like in today's world, he's just got a new book called Becoming Supernatural. So definitely look into that. And another really good book that actually has an, an online course as part of the book. So if you buy the book and get the online course where you can start working through your own NLP processes is um, called This Is It um, by Dr. Amanda Ferryland, who trained me in NLP. And that is a book that I'd highly recommend as well if you maybe thought that from listening to this podcast that maybe you could get an NLP coach, well, that would be a really good place to start if you're not ready for a coach because you get those resources and she actually walks you through some of the processes so you can do them on yourself. All right, I'm going to get the links to those. I'll put them in the show notes of this podcast so you can find them easily. All right, well, uh, thank you, Louise. I really appreciate you coming on and talking about that. That's like... Uh, it's mind-blowing stuff really because it's the it's the beginning of where all change comes about so I really appreciate that I know people are going to want to come and stalk you and find out where you are so what is your dub dub in your socials okay so you can find me at hookedonmarketing.com uh, I also have a Facebook group which you can find at hookedonmarketingcollective.com and if you are interested, I know that a lot of, when I did my NLP training, I actually did it alongside a beauty therapist who, well, she's not a beauty therapist, she is a CEO of a spa, an award-winning spa in Queenstown. She had 20 staff and she was there to learn how to be a better coach to her employees. Um, so there's people training to be NLP practitioners who who are doing the course that I did, which is called The Ultimate Coach, who aren't necessarily doing it to become a coach themselves. They're actually doing it to become better leaders and better bosses and better coaches for all of their employees. So if you're interested in doing training like that, you can look at yourlifeliver.com and they do this training and they've got, a, got one coming up in 2020 in Brisbane in Australia and they do it in Queenstown as well in New Zealand and they also do it in the UK. So that's something that I would recommend looking into if this episode has kind of piqued your interest around this that's stuff. Awesome. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you so much, Louise, for being an amazing guest on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And thanks to you for tuning in. Now, I would love to know your thoughts of today's podcast. Like what are the three top takeaways that you're going to implement into your life and in your business going forward? So maybe write a review and let me know your thoughts on iTunes, maybe Spotify, 
or head over to the Salon Owners Collective Facebook group and we can chat more there. Make sure you tag me and leave a link in the show notes below. Also, the last week of November already, what the heck? <laughs> it's flying by so, so fast. What's life like in the salon for you at the moment? Is it crazy? I'm sure it is. Or maybe you're still just finishing up the lull before the storm. It's only a few weeks to go until Christmas. So I encourage you to come and check out my Christmas countdown live in the Facebook group on a Monday morning. Uh, otherwise, of course, they also are popping up here on the podcast. There are stu still a few more live sessions to go, so you won't want to miss those. Otherwise, I look forward to tuning in with you in your earbuds on the podcast again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Tune in each week as we reveal the latest insight and advice on what it takes to make your salon a success today. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or visit us online at salonownerscollective.com for answers to your common questions, to follow Larissa and much more. Thanks for listening. See you next time.